Um, first, though, I want to have a conversation. This came out, uh, I think it was, I saw it in the journal yesterday. I'm not sure. And I was like, really interesting. I'm always interested in people that want to get involved in the process. And in 2023, the, the election in Alberta, if you remember, came down to the UCP and the NDP. Nobody else managed to pick up a single seat. Indeed, 97% of the popular vote in Alberta, 97% went to those two parties, too. That's it. Not to say there weren't other parties that were trying to get on the action. We had 14 registered parties competing in Alberta during the last campaign. And I've always said, I don't believe the entire voting population in Alberta boils down to you're either right or you're left. And that's it. It it, it blows my mind that there's a two-party system in the United States with 400 million people. Surely. There's not only two ways of thinking. Um, Alberta with four million people. Again, surely there's more than two ways of thinking, but that seems to be the way we go. What am I, what am I talking about? I obviously, if 97% of Albertans voted for one or the other, maybe I'm out to lunch, but I'm not alone. The Alberta party, of course, made some noise a few elections back with their centrist platform. They've really struggled the past few votes. Um, but prior to that, they had a seat or two. Now we have another party that's just announced they hope to get in on the game. It's called the Albertans Against Extreme party. They think they might be able to make a difference here. Let's chat with Len Olson, who is leader of Albertans Against Extremism Party. Len, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's an interesting name. Uh, the name says it all, as they say, or does it? What's this party all about? Give us the breakdown. Well, basically, the start of it started during the election cycle, this last one back in May. And originally, it was going to be Alberta Against Extremism more of a movement that kind of evolved into looking at third-party advertisers. We weren't sure that bringing in another party, as you just mentioned earlier, there's a, there's quite a few parties out there, there is, that yeah. were you know vying for that political vote. And so as we went on, what we decided to do a few months ago is just get out on the road, more so than using Twitter the, or social media. Let's talk to people directly and see what they were thinking. And as we got onto the road, we were originally saying, how do we put something together to educate people and show them kind of the other areas that aren't going, you know, they're going on in our province. Uh, for example, whether or not you're looking at the, the extreme right wing of the UCP to people that are they're called the, the woke left to, to et cetera, you can name an extremism for mm-hmm. anything, really. So what we did is once we talked to people, people were often saying the same thing you did. There's really only a two-party system here. And and that's so there's really two choices. Um, myself being a lifelong conservative, 40 years, I, I kind of got in the vacuum where I always voted that way. Um, so one day I read a Twitter post. It was by a gentleman, Thomas Lukasik. And uh, it was the first time I ever looked at it and said, wait a minute, what's going on with the with election? Let's look at the UCD party, which would be my party, and realize it, it had nothing to do with basically the bulk of conservatives like myself, more moderate, more looking for fiscal responsibility. It became more about pushing the things that they really didn't like rather than the things they were doing. So we tried to look at people saying, well, we're looking for a different party. Alberta party, again, would have been a, an example of a party that would have generally fit the centrist yeah, for sure. Uh, point to point to be for sure. Um, but the problem we ran into there, and when you really look at it, they ran, I believe, 27 candidates in the last election. And uh, the Liberal Party chose to run none, as far as I understand. So when we came aboard, we, we had two things we knew we had to do. If we really wanted to go ahead and form a party, um, my, my belief was we have to run 87, you know, we have to run 87 candidates. 
it's not a it's not out there saying we're going to win and be strong in all of them but if you're a party you need to go in and and really be a party you can't kind of cherry pick you know the ridings that you think you have a chance in if you're a party go out there and prove you're a party um so for us and for myself I look at it more as um, this wasn't really an opportunity. It was a necessity. Um, from talking to the people out there, a lot of UCP voters were, I would say, more used to, like myself, would vote UCP all the time. They weren't really aware of what was going on. The ballots came, they went out, and they voted for them. Um, once we started to talk to them about why, they just said that it was they weren't really aware of what was going on there i'm a ucp voter right. i'm an ndp voter that's the, what they understand their dad was so on and so forth so we we decided to start talking to them about what we were looking to do as i see us more of a centrist to the right party um right now as you said with the name alberta against extremism it'd probably be a hard one to put on a sign to be honest <laughs> but, but but it would but it, the reason for the name was um, everybody's kind of looking at it saying, okay, extremism, that reverts to TBA, or Take Back Alberta. If that was the case of our whole goal, we would have called it extremism versus TBA. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, extremism means to us more of a wide brush version. Um, if you were to take any topic today and and look at that and say, for example, I'm just going to pick one out of the. Let's sure. say you take the LGBTQ community. Yeah, that's a that's a great example where um, they've been existing for a long time, and there was a lot of focus on the on the the gay lesbian part of it, and many people were in support. Once they started growing into their, to new areas and started talking about more topics, there were people that all of a sudden said, "Well, I don't like that part, so therefore I do not like the whole the whole part, the whole organization. I hate it all." Because there's no this one issue. Our argument is just because you don't like part of something, it doesn't mean you have to wide brush now hate it. Because that's really being extreme. It's extreme response. So our policy is not just extremism from the woke left or the extreme right. It's how we approach everything in politics. Um, The way we do it political now is it, it looks like we have a party that's in power. They go out and they push their their agenda. They get elected, and once it's done, if a new party comes in, they do they undo basically was what was done, and we just have a vicious cycle that keeps going over and over and over again. Yeah, I think you're right, Lynn. The the, the question I would have is because you know I spoke with Barry Morishita of the Albert Party quite a bit over the last year or two, and it, and it was sort of the same kind of message: is people feel homeless in a lot of cases. They don't yeah. feel, they don't want that us versus them divide. That what can you do that the Alberta Party couldn't because uh, that was their whole thing too is let's let's have some common sense let's meet some on some common ground and see what we can actually accomplish sounds similar to what you're saying what's the difference well one of the big differences is going to be the approach um the way we approach it is uh, a lot of background of our team are, are like myself i'm a 60 year old gentleman that was retired and kind of coming out of retirement much to my wife's chagrin but but we're 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 moving forward and what we understand is the power of getting out there and sending a message um if you run only 27 candidates or no candidates you it's hard for you to be taken as a serious party at that point their platform from the alberta party if we're going to use them as example has a great, a lot of true center, you know, conservative values. They do. But when you come to, to the election, um, if you're not getting out and getting the traction, you're, you're not likely going to be successful. Our, our point is, is you kind of get a, a candidate that's going to run for an election. He runs in, let's say, in the last election. 
And then he, they kind of disappear, really. And then when the next election comes, they get revived mm-hmm. out of the yeah. dot stuff. They come and away they go with their, their next political campaign. Um, our philosophy is this, that we can't compete, compete for the next three and a half years. But what we can do is have people out in the communities working year round in the community. It's not so they're known when the time for the election comes. We gotcha. this can't this can't start um, you know two months before the no. election. It needs to be going on ongoing. Okay. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing regarding parties, uh, if there are no other options, as what we've learned, um, if you recall, there was the big promotion during the um, last election: lend your vote to the NDP. That's a great example. So they weren't comfortable with voting for the UCP party. Totally. And, and, and right, to be honest, at that point, the NDP was more closer to the center than the UCP was. So they went over. Well, we look at it from our demographic. A lot of those votes would be people that we'd be a natural party to move over to because we're we're more centrist, but we're more on the right side. Gotcha, yeah. Okay. So they would, you know. Yeah, Len, it's it. we'll follow this along. Um, I'm always interested in, in new voices being added into the mix, so we'll continue to chat as we go. I'm out of time right now, but thank you so much for being here today.